guys, welcome to the. I'm the Black Muslim Girl. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the TBMG podcast. Hey guys, hey guys. <laughs> it's actually so funny to, to match the face of the way you guys speak yeah. when we're recording. Like first time I'm doing it as well, it's proper different. Like, I feel like people are going to be watching it and then I remember that they're not. Like, it's so weird. She's Wait, doing... gonna... are people going to watch it? No, but it feels like oh. that. But we're trying a new um we're trying a new recording system. We love you guys so much. Like we've just been trying so many things. I don't think they actually know how many podcast episodes we've recorded prior yeah, to this. Please, if we speak now, it's actually gonna pain my heart. We we recorded just not. one episode twice, two days in a row, to face technical difficulties with each recording. <laughs> and then we just thought, you know what? This this recording just wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> Good, yeah. said so nah. I be just you know went off the radar, but we're back. We miss you, and we know you miss us too. You better miss us. So, yeah, how's everyone doing? Like, this is just gonna be a general chit chat. How's everyone doing? Post Ramadan, post lockdown, post Boris is a stupid idiot. Like, we are post lockdown now, aren't we? Since they lifted up the yesterday, I was staying in my house. I went out earlier to do grocery shopping. Barely, I think I could count on my hand, one hand, how many people I saw with a mask. This, these people are not taking it seriously. Like, bruh. No, I did go out once without a mask, just once. It was an accident. Sorry. But um, <laughs> I have ordered my new mask because I can't waste money buying those little blue ones every time I want to go out. So yeah, I, I will have my mask on. I'm my so in the community. Please forgive me. Pardon? My mask makes me hot. Like it really it does. <laughs> and that's then I'm like wearing glasses and you've got your mask on, then it just steams up and I'm just like, I can't yeah. see, I can't breathe. But you know, I will wear one. Did you guys see the video about the, that says something about like he's not um he shouldn't be treated like a dog because he doesn't want to wear a mask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, ta- who who said dogs wear masks? I don't understand. Like, the guy is, no, you know that um, Americans are. America, I mean, to, to our American followers, we guys, but things are just weird out there. Bruh. Yeah, to be honest, they're very weird. weird too. They're very weird too, too. Like even yesterday when they lifted the lockdown with the pubs and everything. I don't know if you guys Soho was packed. Yeah, like people were drunk. People were like, they, there was no social social distancing. So I think it, it's just exposed like Mm-mm. how like ignorant and arrogant and selfish and just a whole load of things about society because I don't understand why, how wearing a mask is against your human rights. Like, is it not saving your Bruh, life? People are looking at me crazy in this town when I'm wearing a mask, they look at me like I'm committing a crime or something. Like, hello, guys, it's still a pandemic. Exactly. I don't think people understand. Just because Boris said, oh, we're going to ease the lockdown, doesn't mean it's over. Because, first of all, like... has eased herself. She's still out here. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like this is not even being eased um, when the numbers are showing to consistently go down. The numbers are still going up in terms of deaths. Yeah. 
they're not going they're not drastically reducing for you to even justify opening up so the reason for opening up is literally out of greed you know it is it's all um as well it's all a scam i don't think people understand like the second wave i don't even we didn't i don't even think we finished the first wave let alone the second wave and when the second wave does hit it's gonna be dirty because think about it autumn's around the corner winter's around the corner and hospitals get hit bad during winter so imagine oh it's gonna be a dirty 30 bruh i'm scared for people like there's so many times where i'm like i want to go see family i want to go see family but then at the same time it's just very risky like i don't know it is i'm sitting two minds about it can't lie what do you think about that um somali party in the park that happened oh, um hmm. yes <laughs> i know that's not what it's called but that's what i'm, I'm what just calling it, it? Somali party in the park. this one basically first of july was the official day you know somalia turned was liberated from italian rule etc etc so it's like a form of independence i tend to call it a bit more of a liberation because somalia is older than 60 years but anyways cool they were celebrating that blue flags out but obviously with the pandemic you know there was there couldn't be any large gatherings so the guy who organized that was like okay let's wait till the fourth when restrictions are eased and we can throw stuff together and you know he got a permit he did all what he needed to do etc but for me, it was just like some, the Somali community, they're already at risk, you know, like a lot of people in the Somali community are immune compromised. There's a lot of elderly live, and there's a lot of overcrowded families in small houses. Like it's overcrowded. So for me, it was just like of all the things to risk that for <laughs> a Somali party. an independent celebration. <laughs> like I, I just and it was just really frustrating, like people were criticizing and rightly so. And the person who organized it was it is irresponsible it is and i don't i don't think i think the guy understands that you know they can he can understand the criticisms but i think he's taking it too personal and making it seem like it's an attack on him and it's like no yeah we're complaining we're complaining about people that are going to pubs we're complaining about all the people gathering in beaches those are just as bad you know and then the comparisons between because that was his argument right um because i spoke to him personally as well and privately i was like dude like i don't agree with this and also like i've seen a lot of comparisons between parties and beaches and stuff like that to protests and it's like well a protest is not a, a lit motive that you're going to turn up like people are risking their <laughs> lives to fight for their lives do you yeah. know what i mean like the context is completely different and even then people still took that risk into consideration people acknowledge that but yeah. with this it's like taraweh we did not risk it to go to the masjid it's we didn't take advantage of the last 10 days in, in congregation. Eid prayer was cancelled, but it's a party. It's an independence thing that you're going to a park to <laughs> risk your life for. Like, you see, like, it was just so confusing. And it was just like people that kept saying, oh, you're just, you're just hating against Somalis. How it's always your own people, this, this, it's and that. And it's like, the issue is not the guy. The issue is not what you're celebrating. The issue is that we're in the middle of a flipping pandemic. Like, I don't understand what part of that is not clicking. And even if those people don't catch it, and God forbid, because yeah, I'm worried for my own people. They're going back home and spreading it to their families. Like, yeah. so many, like, so many Somalis have been affected by the coronavirus. Like, and we've seen the reports black and brown people are disproportionately affected in comparison to our white counterparts like and and on top of do you know what, as insult to the injury right it's the fact that the guy who organized it he works in healthcare oh. like dude the person who oh, organized no. it oh, oh honey that's <laughs> do you see what i mean that and it's just it was just frustrating because i'm i'm cool with this 
person but sometimes he'll do stuff and it's like dude I don't agree with it and I'm letting you know like I don't agree with it and sometimes I feel like he takes it like it's a personal attack on him as an individual rather than what's being criticized yeah and I just felt like it was just a mess I just felt like it was not worth taking the risk like you can be proud of your country I think it's just the amount of um Somali families that have lost family members due to coronavirus so Mm -hmm. for you to turn around and do something like that I feel like it's a little bit of it's reckless um, very reckless and I feel like it's a little bit of a slap in the face like people Mm -hmm. really really lost family members here do you know what I mean like because of coronavirus and because of one little whatever they were doing in the park throwing up um woes and all of their cute little dance moves like I get the sentiment people want to celebrate yeah I I get it and and I love I think it was a nice idea but timing now is not the time you should have done it on Zoom yeah I think people just Mm. need to accept like I completely get the restlessness that people are feeling but you just need to accept this is a complete um uh, what's the unexpected situation that none of us could have ever ever expected none of us wanted you just have to accept it and deal with it once it's over then we can get back to normal but right now like please just wear your masks stay at home do a zoom quiz or something i don't know bro like netflix party we got this exactly but i'm just yeah i'm not i don't know i don't feel i don't feel particularly um i don't know this might sound a bit weird but i'm i'm low-key like gonna miss the whole lockdown yeah i feel you on that i feel it do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was talking to a friend earlier and I was like, I just like the fact that there's, like, no pressure. I don't have to go out. I Everything's moving at such a slower pace, especially, like, when you... Like, because obviously I'm in London most of the time, but I've come out into the countryside. So, like, everything is so nice and slow and peaceful. And I'm just like, oh, wow. Like, life can mm. be calm sometimes. So I am it slightly... Um, obviously, I, I feel bad, you because not the bad side of it, but I've I've been trying to take the positives yeah. of what can happen in this. Situation. I think to be honest, the only thing I'm excited about is to wear all the dresses that I ordered. <laughs> I just want to wear them. <laughs> Have you been shopping? I ordered a shopping ton in the pandemic. of dresses. And um, sorry, where is the sun? <laughs> It was around two weeks ago. There was a heat wave, yeah. I know, and that's people are going on picnics, bro. I can't wear jeans or trousers. The sun is out, and then the week that I ordered all the dresses, it started to rain. <laughs> so I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> these dresses are so, oh my days! I've never seen. You know when you know how like the whole yeah. I've never actually yeah. I'm trying to visualize it. I know. I'm back. Oh, don't worry. Bro. You're back, but where was the first time? I've never seen you in a dress. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna see me now. Hello. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, <laughs> so surprise. <laughs> whole different woman. You know, like how we're talking about this black woman luxury. Oh my guys, these dresses are the black women in luxury. Oh my god. Like, that's all I care about. I just want to wear these dresses, go out, take some nice pics, and get back in my gap. I'm I I I feel like aside from the negatives and all of that kind of stuff because I feel like we should always kind of be mindful of what we say when it comes to like how much we appreciate a lockdown and all of that kind of stuff we do have to understand that there have there have been people that have lost close family members yeah 100%. um so we have to be kind of be like mindful with our words but yeah. 
I do feel like it has been a blessing in disguise, subhanAllah. But then that's the thing, that's the beauty about Allah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always there's always like khair and there's always beauty in everything if you just have to go looking for it. But it's always there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I definitely don't I, I don't feel like I'm coming out of this thing the same person that entered it. I oh feel yeah like, for sure. I, definitely I don't know what's happened but a good sis has had a shift and oh my God. Who is she? Who oh, am I? <laughs> you know what, listeners? I don't even think you know who I am. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Khadija B. <laughs> 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 I'm kicking you out. How do I kick you out? Right. But, wow. Yeah, like, I do feel like I'm going to kind of miss it. Even just being at home with family. It's, it's different, you know? Like, on a normal We're saying day, this, yeah, like, things have gone back. I don't think there's going to be any normal. Like, what we see, it's what we saw as normal is gone. It, normal is gone, but I do feel like, there's still going to be yeah like going to motives and dinner kind of shift like i enjoy spending time with my annoying little sister um she's so annoying but i absolutely adore spending time with her now like even i always used to spend time with my mom but it's just nice you know seeing everyone at home talking i mean i feel like we we we're so used to being busy yeah. and always being out and always being on our phones. Like we haven't appreciated like the realness of life, if that makes sense. Like yeah. the realness of people being around you or just having conversations with people and just appreciating life itself. Like it's really given us the time to just say, wow, like Alhamdulillah. Like I actually woke up today. Like Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like for me, lockdown yeah. has been quite interesting because I've been in my I've been on my ones for like three months now. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah, that's definitely a different take. That's, that's and I've realized like I'm starting to enjoy my own company a bit more. Like I did enjoy it before, but just the smaller doses. But like I've definitely realized like, I do like my own space a lot more than I expected. Like you a lot it. more. If you like plants and you definitely like talking about your plants. It highlights. Oh yeah, there's that. But I'm an extrovert by nature. Do you, do you like? Do you like? I remember like the beginning of lockdown. I was like, oh my god, guys, I'm going crazy. I'm going this. Now I'm just oh, like yeah. so mellow. Like just the thought of getting up and knowing that I start work and all I have to do is just like make go to the bathroom, pray, whatever, whatever, yeah. and then like in a few hours time, just walk across to the living room and start my day. And it, it's it's an interesting one. Like, a lot of things are more fluid in a sense. Yeah. That that's not making me feel like oh my gosh I'm rushing I'm rushing I'm rushing all the time I feel a lot more at peace with things to the point where I feel like if I actually go back into like socializing with people again I'm gonna be probably moving a bit weird like oh guys um what's that oh so are you you, would you classify yourself as a bit of an introvert now (laughs) I mean everyone has a bit of introvert in them I'm still probably majority extrovert not you you don't you Amina I don't know and you're not an introvert in any way. <laughs> I do like my own space, my own little world of my plants. But that does, you, you, you as a you as an individual, I do not believe. <laughs> yeah, she tried it. She tried it. She tried it. She said, "I, I got a cramp, babe." You don't. I mean, I've you done saw- my sixteen personality test. I think I got like twenty something percent. What, are like- what is your personality? Oh yeah, what ENFJ. ENFJ. 
Are you an ENFJ? Yes. Wait, am I an ENFJ? Are you an ENFJ? Let me double check. I'm, I think I'm in... The last time I checked, I was... Oh, yeah, I'm 93% extroverted the last time I did it. So I'm not 21% or 20-something percent introverted. I'm, I'm like a, 3%. Uh, I am a... Hold on. Oh, I'm an ESFJ. I've never heard that combo before. Um, I'm a... You're probably an I... I, I think Khadija would be like an INTP or INFP or something. Wait, what are those? I want to see. I want to see. Like, what did you call me? You called me an INFP. INFP. Or INFP. INTP. An INTP. You're wrong. INTP. <laughs> I'm a... Um, I'm a... What's it I called? You're definitely an I. I'm definitely an I. So what are you? I am uh let me find it. I'm trying to find it. <laughs> INFJ. Yeah. I am ISFJ. I'm an INFJ. INFJ. I've heard of those quite a bit. Yeah, you seem like an INFJ. Intuitive. 1% of the world, baby. It's okay, it's okay. Love to see it. Unique. ESFJ. You're going to get another Khadija like this. I would actually really recommend if you haven't done that 16 personalities test to do it like it really like shows you it makes you like contemplate a lot yeah like it it, is like because initially when I read it like it had some things about me that I was just like no that's not true and then when I actually like read it and I looked at it in a different perspective I was like oh that's what it means okay it's not a bad thing because I I instantly read certain things as like such a as a bad thing but then I was like no it means like this this and this or maybe I just tried to convince myself but anyways I think if you haven't done it it. 2014 if I remember correctly and it hasn't changed ever since mine changed but it got worse so before right I was 89% extroverted. Now I'm 93% extroverted. But I and am more um, observant. And she tried to say that she's got a <laughs> But I have, do you know the little meter where it says intuitive versus something else? Yeah. That bit has yeah. gone up. I've become more intuitive than I was before. Yeah, it's just, for me, it's just the little things that have changed. Tweaks, like, yeah. Two different. There's the A's and the T's. Yeah, mine. I'm ENFJ A. I think. Oh yeah, I'm ESFJ. What does the A stand for? I don't know. Maybe it stands for something. I think it's like the label that's attached to it. I know. I'm a T. I did mine initially in 2016, and then I did it a couple of years later, and I'm still the same. I might do it again. I like. I love doing it. I love doing it every so often. Yeah. Yeah, because you just want to see your progress. Like, oh my gosh, we should do one together, but post pandemic, like right now, like, do you think it's affected our. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That's a shot. She just wants to see if she's she's got a bit of introvert in her. I think everyone has a bit of introvert, even if it's 3%. I've got something. (laughs) It's not zero. (laughs) What are you, 93% extroverted? Yeah, so 7%, I'm introverted. I'm 81% extroverted. She's 93%, so that's, that's, that's crazy already. 93% extroverted. Do you not get tired? Extroverted it doesn't mean that you just socialise a lot. I think for me, I just like bouncing off energy from people. When I don't feel comfortable, you, get tired. you will be able to tell. I know, I mean, I see your tweets. But do you get tired? <laughs> I, I do get tired sometimes. Do you know what? From a very young age, I was a very hyper kid. Like, my parents got me to do every single sport that they could think of that was for free, that the Sainsbury vouchers could cover. 
but literally like I was a very hyper person and I'm a people person like I love talking to people I love getting to know people understand people like I like if, if the environment is nice like my energy is off the walls like I'll be mingling with people moving up and down but if the energy's off yeah, <laughs> I'm just there like yeah yeah did it like and it shows on my face even if I don't see anything my face will say it mm. like so for me I yeah, think that's where maybe the little I don't think I have social anxiety like that. I think the introverted part of me is probably like, I like to have my own space from time to time. Like I need to just have my own space to like self-reflect and just retune and refocus. Yeah. I think that's why it's kind of like me actually. I do yeah. like to have my, like I love, I love being around people and socializing and stuff, but it does get to a point where I'm like, okay, I need to be by myself. Yeah. Or, you know, it's time for you to leave. Or it's yeah. time for me to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be by myself but yeah yeah so i get moments like that but yeah i feel like now with the lockdown i feel like i enjoy it a lot more than i expected like i just wake up and I'm like, it's just silence and i'm like because well, hmm. it's been such a long time you've kind of just got used to it yeah it's kind of like your new normal now well you have to, yeah. we have to really don't we? we don't have any choice exactly yeah. i mean so you've kind of just gotten used to it and it kind of adapted to it but yeah we would i would definitely recommend oh guys why don't you do the test and send it in yeah let us know what you guys are i want to know how many enfjs someone that's like different to you and you can become friends or something that would be like i've never met any i've met loads of i know people that are amina's one but i've never and i know people that are yours as well but i've never really met someone that's mine it's an odd it's that what's yours esfj let me see what this esfj so esfj Personality types, um, people of ESFJ personality type tend to be outgoing, loyal, organized, and tender-hearted. ESFJs gain energy from interacting with other people. They are typically described as outgoing and gregarious. <laughs> Bro, what does it stand for? Gregarious. I need to Google that one. Gregarious. Let me see what the actual meaning of um, ESFJ stands for. Like, you gregarious is like when you're like social like a yeah. people person basically yeah. oh yeah that's me yeah um esfj what does it stand for extroversion sensing feeling judgment so oh yeah so you know the bar hmm. you know when you get your thing and then it shows how the percentage between the each each one judgment yeah, versus that. intuition yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. i think it's um, that right interesting what do you guys have planned well this is a very like vague question not what do you have planned for the rest of the year but what's your thought how 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 are you moving where are you navigating through um where are you navigating through the rest of the year like how you navigate what's your thoughts what's your you know how you feeling six months in Sorry, I would say I'm retuning. Retuning. I feel like I'm retuning and I'm refining. Like, I've, the first half of the year, I think it's just trying to make sense of the chaos. And I feel like now that it's half through the year, I'm just thinking, okay, so it is what it is. This is the situation that I've been given. And I feel like a lot of plans that I had, I've had to kind of adjust. And then a lot of things that I wasn't planning happened mm. during the lockdown. Like making YouTube videos was not something that, mm. it was something at the back of my mind, but it wasn't something like, okay, I'm going to start now. You literally start it out as like, I have nothing to do. Yeah. Like I actually had nothing to do. Um, and now it's like, that's become part of like my journey in a way that I didn't expect this year, let's say. 
and it's like okay this is interesting and it's opened up a lot of different doors that I was not even checking for like I didn't even know those doors were there um so that's been quite interesting and also even just like okay career-wise like if I was to go look for another job right now it's like I thought I'd be moving back to London at the end of this year or something close to that but now with the way things are going I'm probably not so things like that have changed and then also just thinking like communicating with family like doing that more regularly but not physically um also just making my home a bit more homey because I've decided that if people want to see me they're gonna have to come to me um do you live alone Amina or do you live in a flat yeah no I don't live in a flat share so before it was me and my friend but basically she went back to London and when I renew my place here then it will be all under my name because she doesn't want to come back. So I'm just basically, I'm basically a, living by myself. You've got a one bed flat. Two bed. Two, you A two bed flat? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because okay, makes sense. Yeah. That's so cool. but I've just been on my own since March. So it's That's basically really my interesting place now. actually. That's, I like that. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, another, I've realised I like space. I like space. I like high ceilings. I like just being able to like... Mm-hmm. I'm not breaking anything. Yeah, you're 93% extroverted. You might go like this. <laughs> be like, oh, I want to be able to do this. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, um, it's been yeah. an interesting time, though. I think um, it's interesting seeing like how everyone's like made the most of it. What's come out of it? Like, a lot of things have come out. As in, in terms of like revelations, a lot of things have been brought to light. Because I feel like 2020 in general, like, it's like the whole world was put to a standstill, but then a whole bunch of chaotic events have been happening. Like, with everything that's going on in the world, it's like, everything's moving at 100 miles per hour, but it's at a standstill at the same time. Like, that, that is, in and of itself is just so insane. Like, the world is being flipped upside down, and yet people are still doing stuff. Like, it's mad. It's crazy. What about you, Khadija? What are you, what are you trying to... You basically answer your own question I, I forgot what the question was I remember the question <laughs> how are you um, I can't remember navigating the next oh yeah well I said it before your, your, your next six months don't have to be the same as your six months I personally don't yeah. believe in this whole 2020 cancel is cancel thing none of the years that Allah have blessed me with has exactly. been just because the year in itself is a blessing from Allah so I'm not buying by it um I don't really, I don't really have like any like set in stone plan. Like, oh, I want to do this. Like, I have, I have a couple things that I want to kind of, um, you know, bring into light when the time is right. Inshallah, um, I'm excited because I know it's gonna bang. Yeah, <laughs> baby girl, it is gonna bang. He's gonna bang. He's a bang. <laughs> I wish. I- but yeah, that's. Crazy. I'm kind of excited going into third year. Um, oh, yeah, how's uni been for you? Oh, please, baby girl, don't remind me because if you see the questions I've been asking Aisha as of recent, that would give you all of the bloody answers. The last question I asked, <laughs> I don't think you should even actually. You should say it. <laughs> say it. I'm scared. One of them because there was two. I asked her if she knows someone that I could pay to do my work. <laughs> I also. <laughs> she goes. She goes. Oh. Your sister studied English, right? I was like. No. 
No inglés, no inglés. Oh, <laughs> no understand, yes. sorry. No comprende. It's <laughs> the worst experience of my life. But alhamdulillah, regardless. But yeah, nearly done. Going into you got this girl. You got and then I'm done. I get to start oh, my yeah. teacher's training. Inshallah. Oh, that's amazing, my so, fellow. Yeah, that's that's about it. I'm literally just taking each day as it comes because clearly 2020 has showed us that you plan, but Allah plans. So I'm not gonna go crazy and make some big plans like, oh, I want to do this, that, and the other. And for the sisters in America that listen to us, that have there was actually two sisters that DM'd me personally last week talking about offload offline. I was thinking, girl, we ain't even reached. <laughs> you, you, oh, sorry, we could I'm, do like a bunch I'm of so Zoom quizzes. America right now with the coronavirus is not a. Oh, bruh, these yeah. are having beach parties. Yeah. These lot are turning up on the roads, bruv. After you told me about the um the New York numbers rising, so guys, we will see you next year in good health. Twenty twenty one, inshallah. Twenty twenty. Inshallah. We absolutely love you, but we we might just have to see you next year, inshallah. It's just like it's just irresponsible for us, like to con- congregate people. Like in a yeah, very. It's just not even. But the cool thing with virtual events, like you've seen an increase in like virtual events, right? Mm -hmm. I find I find them quite interesting because it's like Mm -hmm. there's people that normally wouldn't go to these events for you know for a number of reasons like social anxiety or they might Mm -hmm. just be busy or whatever it is, and they're getting access to all this cool events that they would normally never be able to get into these spaces because of you know for a number of reasons, like I said, but. I find it I find it quite interesting like um I've done like a few like webinars I've done a few like events collabs interviews etc and I've, I actually quite enjoy virtual events I find it cool that so many more people can access all these things in the comfort of their home yeah and well, we do have plans to try it out for the enhancement inshallah so yeah keep yeah. the rest of 2020 if we're being honest is going to be i think virtual even events. things are easing up people aren't going to be running events people aren't going to be doing huge mm-hmm. it's too it. much of a risk on your hands like this there's no, it, it will literally be blood on your hands if someone was to die because someone was in this place and they trace it back like it's too much like the nature of some of our events it's not even stuff that we can say oh it's limited tickets because these events aren't for like five people. No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, so it doesn't even, even from like a logical aspect, from a business aspect, it doesn't even really um, make any sense. But we we will see. I guess we're just moving with, we're growing and learning, to be honest. Because even for TBMG, I feel like it's definitely been something different. Well, it has been something different. I never experienced this in my life. Um, oh really? Just trying to kind of like really go <laughs> navigate um, how to kind of produce content for everyone, um, and it's different. I feel like it's even different to the content that we would have produced if Corona wasn't around. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of mm. trying to make sure that it's actually engaged. Not that we didn't make sure it was engaging. All our content is engaging, but. It's a different type of engagement now. Do you know what I mean? People are on their phones more. People are checking social media more. Like people want things to do. People want to read stuff, see stuff, create stuff, and all of that kind of stuff. All so, the yeah. people want to switch off, like in terms of all the off. noise. Like some people use these events as like an escape. 
yeah like, there's some that are learning and there's some that see it as like oh my gosh okay cool I can tune in and this is the most I can get in terms of socializing with people given the context especially so it's, with it's going on as well like I think it was like last week that I decided okay cool I need to start muting some words um not yes. because I don't care anymore or anything too much like that, but it's literally just too much like I, I I really don't want to watch any more bloody videos of what the police are doing in the UK with the racial profiling I, I think if I see if I watch one more of those videos I'm gonna absolutely lose it like I've, I've had to start muting words like just to kind of like I, I'm aware of what's going on and I'm for doing the work that needs to be done and I'll continue to do the work that needs to be done but I don't need to constantly see it in my face 24-7 I don't want to talk about it 24-7 like it's, it's just really 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 draining I think that's sorry, no 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 that that was it I think I've, I've loved I've loved in a sense that you know people that usually disengage from this kind of co- the conversations have been had online I'm glad these people now have nowhere to escape and they they're forced to engage with them now but I do think some people have been a bit too well it's not even like people in general I just think because we're literally going nowhere and we're literally all online all day it, I think people have forgotten that okay sometimes it maybe we should tone it down a little bit or maybe you know switch a conversation to something a bit more positive because it is so draining it's so so draining it's, like, it's, it's, a, it's a lot speaking of being online all the time I feel like another thing that I thought of like apart from us censoring things for our own mental health right I think with this whole pandemic thing and a lot of people being unemployed or on furlough yeah I'm gonna give an example of America because that's what we're seeing the most like People are, there's a different type of vim and energy in these protests from what I've seen from before. Like, there's still protests happening and it's been like this for weeks now. This doesn't normally happen and it's got me thinking like, you know, the structure of the working life balance, you know, how we spend time with our families, how we interact with each other. Like, I feel like the pandemic has really like revealed how much of it is not sustainable. And sometimes there's a part of me that thinks like, is the way things are designed in a capitalist society done so in a way that we can't actually stand up for our rights because we're constantly draining ourselves? <laughs> but yeah, I feel like a lot of our screen times have gone up. We have to be tuned in. And especially like with the way the media has been operating during this pandemic. I feel like with this pandemic, like so many things have come to light and so many people have like time and freedom and, you know, they're restless at the same time. So all of that combined is just... Yeah fueling so much change I've probably seen so many more like iconic changes or events or moments within these three months that I have seen in in many years 100% but at the same time I I, I do feel like it's, it's a lot it's, it is a lot and it's, and, and it's kind of healthy to just take a step back sort yeah. of thing and just kind of just be especially because like you said we're like literally we're living on social media because we're not that all we all we yeah. have is social media so I feel like it's very important to kind of just like just step back for a bit you know just kind of be and just kind of just just I don't know rejuvenate the soul I don't know just 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 do something like aside from kind of like social media or just pick up something that that will take your mind and I feel sorry for some people because it's like say the people that have been affected personally by this whole coronavirus thing right Mm. and they would normally use social media as an escape 
they're now jumping on social media and they're seeing all these other traumatic events. So there's some people that don't actually have that privilege to just switch off and tune out because when they put their phone down and they look at their reality, a family member of theirs have died. Someone has, another person is sick. And like, it's, it's a tough one. I can't lie. Like, I feel like for us lot, it's easier to say like, just switch, we can switch our phones off and mute some stuff. But for some people that use social media as an escape, from the real world it's like the real world is merged with the digital space and it's just like this one big fat mess and it, for, I, can, I can't imagine what, it could, what it's like for someone that's personally being affected by this pandemic and their loved ones being affected it's a lot honest, I think I think I think it, I, I get what you mean but I feel like we we as a community and as people using social media we just need to be a bit more mindful sense where yes conversations need to be had but I don't believe conversations need to be dragged yeah um, yes like like for example the whole um abuser situation coming out and all of these women speaking about their um situations and all of that kind of stuff I appreciate that women are speaking up and I appreciate that there's a platform for them to speak and and they feel comfortable speaking about it but at the same time you need to remember that there are people on the TL 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 like a separate TL there are people on the TL TL sorry um guys you want to laugh just laugh you see now i'm putting a face to this little cheeky little comments um (laughs) yeah yeah there are people on the tl that have had traumatic experiences that do have abuses and all of this kind of stuff and they're choosing not to speak and for them it is triggering because like you said yes like oh they come online and it's their it's their little escape but it's like they've come online and as much as they appreciate people speaking about it, there's people dragging the conversation. So I think we need to be a bit more mindful of the things that we are saying and the things that we are putting out there on social media. And one thing that I've realized from this whole social media thing is people talk when they don't need to talk. Like it's actually not bad. I was going to say that it's like people want to hear their own it's like people, it's, I feel like a lot of people try to put themselves in situations and it's just like, but this isn't you. Like, this isn't your situation. Yeah. Just be quiet. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is the victims. Exactly. Like, um, that's definitely one thing that, that I've kind of taken from it and I'm kind of learning. Like, you don't always have to have something to say. You don't always need to talk in. Sometimes just leave people to, leave, leave the people that need to talk to talk because all you're doing is adding is adding salt to injury like there's already an injury we don't need any more salt like it's already hard to take in sort of thing so i really really do feel like um as individuals we need to be very 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 mindful of the things that we are saying and a lot of the time it's in good it's in good intentions do you know what i mean like some people are actually supporting and talking with good intentions but listening and active listening is just as important you know, like it's just as important. So I think that's what it is for me, being more mindful with what we're saying on social media, how we're saying it, and most importantly, when we're saying it. And then most importantly on top of that, if it needs to be said. <laughs> like, does it like does it need to be said? People move mad on social media. 
They do. It's the entitlement. I'm just thinking of some of the things that I've seen, some of the things that I'm just like, you, did you really tweet that? Or like, even like with that, with this situation that you're talking about, like some, I, I remember seeing someone saying like, can, you know, people stop DMing? Because people would, she was connected to someone that was on, on the list yeah, yeah. and she, someone <laughs> i don't know why i was whispering it like it was a secret <laughs> the list. on the list and she was like you know can people please stop dming me about their experiences or whatever and i was just like why are people dming you like just oh, like it's just, like even if you're not directly like experiencing it or whatever you're still connect you, she was someone that was connected it's just i think people are just being irresponsible with their with the way they're using social media and i think it allows that sense of familiarity like lines get blurred and like, okay you know it's fine if i just dm so and so about something but it's like and it's unprovoked like i got so many dms of people sharing their stories with me and i'm like i don't want to take all of this in like i'm not even trying to be horrible to you like speak your truth yeah but this is a lot. I'm not qualified for this. Exactly. Like, you know, I never asked for people to send me their stories. And it's like, and it's no disrespect to the victims at all. It's just like, what, how am I supposed to help you? I don't have the tools or the mental space to help you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a lot. I'm only a human being. Like, I'm not qualified in this stuff. Like, feel free. I'm glad you feel comfortable to reach out to me and open up to me. But I really can't do anything. And I don't. I, I, I don't want to take advantage of that. Like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, I can just offer you my solidarity and, you know, my prayers. Yeah. But speak <laughs> up about it in terms of an injustice. That's the only thing I can actually do. Like, I can just speak up about the injustices of abuse. I'm not a qualified psychologist. I'm not a qualified therapist. I don't know. Um, it's a heavy one. It is definitely is i think people are learning people are engaging people are listening mm-hmm. i think things are slightly changing um yeah somewhat i think the conversations are yeah the conversations that happen. need to happen mm-hmm. it's gonna take a it's gonna it'll take a lot you know but i i have seen some you know people come out and say some things and i'm like okay good i'm glad to see that you know this is a approach you're taking or whatever whatever but yeah there's a whole actually some this this whole thing kind of started making me think about um how people are saying like guys men need to be taught about consent and like sex education and stuff and all this kind of stuff then i was thinking how do we i mean none of us are parents here to know how to do this or have the conversations but i how like do we have these conversations like from an Islamic perspective, like about like sex education and all this kind of stuff, and like See, this is the interesting thing. In the Muslim community, it's so hush hush. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, I get what you're saying. And in the Muslim community, and this is a problem in in our in the Muslim community, like it's very hush hush the whole topic around sex. And when sex is spoken about, it's spoken within the context of marriage for the men. It doesn't take into account like other aspects of sex education. I think people like, you know, the village auntie, the work that she's doing, that stuff is powerful. I think we probably mm. need more of that. Because mm. I feel like in the religious community, right, there's not a lot of sheikhs out there that speak about these things properly in a way that's like, there's an in-depth understanding from an Islamic point of view. Like, what does the Quran and Sunnah say about this stuff? Apart from the usual, like, okay, when you get married, do what you need to do kind of thing and you know all women will get 
or you, you know those conversations that you hear like oh the angels will curse you if you don't let your man bang you kind of thing that's that's as far as it goes you know I like think, i think we need to get rid of the like you're saying we need to just get rid of the whole taboo that we can't speak about sex because yeah because islamically that's not true like the prophet Muhammad used to answer all these questions how do we speak about it from an islamic perspective mm-hmm. like i get question but it's the fact that we feel like we can't speak about it like oh no for me that's weird so i feel like we need to kind of get rid it's not about not speaking about it's not about that we can't speak about it it's like for example i feel like the sex education we we receive at school it's not with us in mind do you know what i mean so i'm trying to figure out yeah we have those kind of converse not i I don't, I don't know. Not, not that I'm I, saying school should start teaching us Islamic sex education or whatever, but I'm just wondering as a community, how do we better? That and, is, yeah. What is Islamic sex education? Well, yeah, that is. Because I think there's things that branch off it. You've got things like consent, understanding your body parts. Because I feel like a lot of children is like, but that sex education isn't just about sex in and of itself. Sorry. Yeah, but that, my point is that sex education is is a general thing you can't you can't make the anatomy of a woman's body islamical it's science allah has created it like that that's the scientific part of things consent is not a religious thing and that's that's what i'm asking what is okay what is islamic sex education how do you make sex education islamic when if we're being honest consent is literally a black and white thing there's no there doesn't need to be a, a religion a, attached I mean, to it. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, and I feel like because we don't speak about sex education enough, hence why to many people that, that sort of question is like, oh yeah, but like, how do we speak about it from an Islamic perspective? But if it was something that we spoke about enough, we would know that realistically is black and white. We don't need a chef to kind of tell us X, Y, and Z. But because it's not conversations that we have enough in the community we feel like oh the, the the sex education that we're taught in school is not good enough but if we're being realistic no for me it's not about not being good i mean personally for me if we're being realistic what different would it be like and i'm speaking from what i learned about sex education in school i can't think of anything that i would add or take out i, I was taught that this is what this is this this is the girl body the girl body grows this way the guy body goes this way the basic science that everybody needs to know yeah i think also children need to un- understand the private parts as mm-hmm. as the name that it's given not sugarcoat it as a, oh yeah this is just a little private this is the part that no one you know general the babying of it general. yeah that's general education regardless like like khadija said i don't think this is something that you attach islam too in that sense i think the islamic part will come in it's like more like the general fiqh and sunnah behind certain things that fall under that umbrella of education i think because when i think about like how we talk about it it tend to come from that male perspective so yeah i guess i don't know i don't know yeah that was just a thing i was thinking honest and um with ourselves as a community yeah. we just need to be honest and we need to be realistic like hey you're not going to die if you talk about sex you are definitely not going to hell if you talk about sex however 
you could prevent someone from the punishment of Allah if you talk about sex. How about that? That's, like, the, that's another thing, like, because I, I, I kind of, like, understand it from, a, like, our parents' generation's perspective in the sense that you're mixing with, you're coming into a different culture, culture's mm-hmm. very different when it comes to sexual attitudes and all this kind of stuff. So it's, like, how do you, I guess, like, for something that our generation's going to have to, like, figure out when we're teaching our children is, like, how to find that, um, uh, what's the word? satisfaction in the fact that you know this is what islam says and this is okay and you know you don't need to be following your little friends around and doing what they're doing kind of thing because kids are impressionable basically a lot of the times that's what happens because um a lot of because we're not taught about it a lot of people become intrigued yeah and they now want to try out what they're not taught about yeah we're taught about it properly from an Islamic perspective, and if we're taught about the whole science behind it, and, yeah. and then we go into why Allah has said it needs to be done in X, Y, Z, you wouldn't be intrigued anymore because you've now got that level of understanding. There's, I feel like there's a big difference between knowing something and understanding something. Yeah. A lot of us know, oh my days, zina, zina, zina. <laughs> we know zina, but not a lot of under people understand why Allah has put that in place or how it's meant to play out and that's why a lot of people now become intrigued and you see people doing things that they shouldn't be doing and it's only because they wasn't taught to understand what they know they were just taught to know it okay yeah you know sex is forbidden before marriage that's it that's enough but okay why why did Allah say that why did Allah put that law in place what is the rule in for sex and what conversation should we be having so I understand why Allah has such ruling in place do you get what I mean and I feel like we're just not honest with ourselves and I guess we're not honest with ourselves because like you said when we are speaking about sexual education and all of these kind of stuff it's always coming from a cultural aspect and in many cultures talking about sex is a taboo you don't talk about that that's for you and your husband in the bedroom and that's it the kiddies don't need to know that mummy and daddy kiss nonsense it shouldn't be something that we're, you know, you only have, you only have that conversation just before you're going to get married because, you know, exactly. yeah, I mean, like, it's long gone by then. I also think that in the Muslim community, we conflate affection, intimacy, and sex. We lump it all together. So I think that's also an issue because I feel like when people see like, couples holding hands oh my god you know they start flipping out freaking out when they see their parents being playful towards each other it's like whoa it's mm-hmm. kind of loud like i think everything a lot of things in the muslim community is like if it's intimate or affectionate in any sort of way sex like we need to start dismantling that and mm-hmm. and start being wise with what we're calling it like it's, it's not, yeah, it's the Muslim community, but it's not Islamic culture. That it, This is Muslims bringing their own culture into Islam. And we kind of mm-hmm. need, need to keep repeating that. And we need to keep making it known because the more we don't and we start lumping it together, even though like, you need to realise it's something that we actually do subconsciously. We, we lump certain demographics, culture with Islam. We need to kind of start pulling it 
away. Yeah. Hey, 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 baby boo. This isn't your religion. It's not my religion. It's our religion. You're not going to tell me what your culture tells me to do and then tell me that it's Islam because it's not. So we kind of need to start drawing those strings away from each yep. other and let that, hey, 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 look, that's your culture. You're not talking about Islam here. Even when it comes to all of this women empowerment stuff that these brothers will be talking about on yeah. the TL. It's all that. Guys, it's always the same. I've always said when it comes to sex, when, so when, when I've been asked like, oh, you know, sex is taboo in Islam, I'm like, sex isn't a taboo topic in Islam. It's a taboo topic in the cultures that make up the Muslim community. That's what it is. Yeah. But, because the thing is, you, you talk about... It's always the same. Pardon? I said, it's, it's, it's always the same. Exactly. Demographic. For example, you... You, you talk about, for example, like Nigerians, amongst the Christians and the Muslims, sex is a taboo topic, period, because it's just taboo in, in the Nigerian culture, whatever. It's not, it's not to do with Islam. It's not to do with Christianity. That, it's just as a society, we don't talk about it. As sad as it is, I don't feel like we will ever find uh, the village auntie from a, from a different demographic. I feel like the only reason why she can do what she can do, who she is definitely plays a part in that. Someone from a different demographic would not be able to come out and talk about the things that she talks about because for so long they've been told that they're not allowed to talk about it. I think, I think, yeah. I think we're living, I think, it, I think, change. yeah, I think it, they can get, it can get there, but I think I, I agree with you in the sense that maybe like there's a reason why she is the first. Or, I don't want to say first, I don't, I don't 100% know if she is the first, but the most recognisable. Vocal. Yeah. The most vocal. But that's not to say she hasn't received her own, you know, message. Oh, no, 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 100%. She, she you know. definitely has. Oh, she definitely has. But I do feel like there's, a, there's, there's other reasons as to why Ooh, she's... I have a question. With regards to... Because this, this was something that we spoke about when we were doing the conversations with Allah. I wonder if she's also given that level of accept acceptance from our community because she is a revert in the mm. sense that i, I, feel I was like, actually thinking that in the back of my head in the sense i feel like sometimes when i've had conversations with other muslim women mm. i find that usually it's people it's women that, that are reverts that are more open to talk about things that that they've done in their past or whatever whereas with us grew up in a muslim environment we it's almost like well we don't want to say about you know what we've done in the past even if it's nothing serious but i feel like because we've had i've had i've been in like sister circle and stuff like that where you know i've, I've noticed that the ones that are always a bit more vocal were reverts and i just think it's a bit um i just wonder why well no i mean i kind of know why that we kind of I don't know. I forgot what I was, I was saying with this point. I guess because we just we expect the ones that aren't to. This is a thing though, because it, 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 it's a matter of the ones that aren't, are they married? Do you get what I mean? This is where the game starts to change now because mm. it's like if you're married, then yeah, you need to keep whatever you have done or could have done or whatever on a hush hush. Yeah. If you are, however, yeah, there's now there's room for you to speak because you've got that leg, you've got the legs to stand on. You did it in your marriage or whatever it is. So I guess it kind of depends on who it actually 
is. But I do feel like you're right. When it comes to um, conversations like such, it's always the, the reverse that are kind of more vocal and are, they're always the first to speak. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. This if is a, question a positive is, aspect, by the way. Like, yeah, they will always um, say say their piece and let it go, whereas other sisters will probably be a little bit more um, reserved. But yeah. then again, it, it kind of goes back to questioning the type of communities and the type of spaces that we have created. Like, why do women feel like they have to be? But then, I don't, it's a bit of a, because Allah does say, don't reveal your sins. That's yeah. if anybody has sins. So, you know, and there's a certain time and context. Like, there's some people that have had a past, even outside of sex. Like there's some people that have wronged before, yeah. and they, you know, they 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 lived a life that was full of trouble, etc. And then they got guided by Allah, and they're now sharing their experiences because they don't want to, you know, they don't want. They were trying to warn people. So in that context, it depends because it's like you're helping yeah. people through your own experiences. Yeah. But yeah, no, I do. I, I guess for me, like, it's like I, I really do. I, I, I appreciate it when we're having those conversations, and some women do come out and say, um, you know, it's and give their own real life examples and experiences, and because it does allow you to relate. And sometimes, you know, there is something that you can relate to. You might not have done explicitly what they're saying, but yeah, it's just something I noticed that. But yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I guess it's that difficult thing as well of like, oh, like Allah says, you shouldn't expose your sins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think we just need to yeah. be a bit more on having honest conversations. Yeah. And, uh, and we need to also stop pretending like we're all perfect because we're really not. Really not. I mean, not that I, not that I think any of us ever sit and pretended that we're perfect, but I think we have this sort of, we maybe unknowingly put this pressure on ourselves and put it on other Muslim women as well that we need to portray this certain... Especially when you're visibly Muslim. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, we place that expectation on ourselves and then other people also place that expectation on us. So it's like a double whammy, really. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's unfair from both sides. I just think... You know what? I just think that maybe this is something that I should have added to my six months, but it kind of links with this. One thing I definitely want to do is go back to the study and the women of Islam. I really, really, really just feel like there's so much work that needs to be done for Muslim women. And I feel like, oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, I feel like we need to reclaim our power um i feel like over the years and centuries and centuries and all of that kind of stuff it's been taken away from us because of men <laughs> i hate you and uh she said it before um, me record and um and and, and culture could you represent uh, khadija and khadija alone <laughs> i said khadija represents the views of khadija and khadija alone yes i i do hate you guys <laughs> um when you look at the state of the Muslim women today compared to the state of the Muslim women like during the times of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and the caveats, it's like, how the hell have we gone from here to here? And it's not because of Like, it's not because of us. It's because of men and culture. 
they have watered down the power that women in Islam have. And I don't understand how we've got from literally being up here to down here. How, like, how? And I just said about educating yourself, though. You're, you're taking the right step by educating yourself because that's what we need to do. Um, like, guys are out here on Twitter talking nonsense about women in Islam and this, this, that. Hey, 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 like... So, like, if you breathe in the wrong direction... Like really out here on the battlefield, and you're telling me that I belong in the kitchen. These times, this woman was on the battlefield back in B. These will like, be like university haram education. She's educated, like, cut her off. She has no haya, like, no shame. Like, I'm like, <laughs> but anyway, like you said, I think it's definitely an educational thing. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what we're gonna do about Muslim men. They're starting to annoy me. They need to pull their socks up. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. Ugh. I've just. I, I just see it as this way. Like, if I end up with a decent Muslim guy, great. If Allah has written for me to not get married, at the end of the day, I still have just as much of chance to go to Jannah. Leave it at that. <laughs> be like that that's my status <laughs> right now. <laughs> You see the um the, the the screenshot of a guy that was ask asking the sheikh um sheikh asking sheikh so asking the um <laughs> asking the sheikh um is it how do you get married to a jinn? <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone quoted it, it saying it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> We get it. I really, 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 really do get it. All the beliefs that are Jim talk, talk, talk. Doesn't be like that sometimes, but <laughs> the frustration, you know. Please, I get it. Man, never such. Jin, can you imagine Jin? Jin, it's not Friday. To, guys, just drunk. That's of course because this is mine. Oh. Can you imagine? I'm just like, oh wow. That's yeah, actually funny. And the guy that retweeted it saying it, it'd be like that sometimes. I think, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the economy's tight. <laughs> it's tight. It's tight. It's tight. It's tight. So, yeah. Personally. But, yeah. Personally, for me, if it means I can still go to Jannah, single or not, I'm out here. Yeah. As long as yeah. I have the same chance as someone who's married to go to Jannah, God, I'll make it easy. I got you. And me, I love, like, let's do I mean. Right, Bless us all with them. Um, I mean, I'm sure. that you will find your right spices. Spices. <laughs> you gotta be a hot spice, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say, give him an abundance of patience because me. Oh, yeah, we're 93% extrovertedness. He's gonna need all. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys! Ten star jobs. Let's go. Extrovert or introvert? Actually, you know what? That's a conversation. That's a conversation for another day. That'd be an interesting one. Anyways, hope you enjoyed the episode. You too. We'll be back with more, inshallah. But yeah, 